Will you join me in the Party Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the party of the United Party of Parties, and to the party for which it stands, one party, under party, party, with party and party for all. All right. All right. Richard, what's up, man? Hey. How's it going? It's time to party. Yes. Oh, man. And what a time it is uh, because Andrew WK's latest album is coming up so quickly. 15 days. 15. (laughs) 15 days away. That's not very much time, especially when you consider the amount of years that have gone by waiting for it. Oh, man. You're telling me. So this just this last week, there's been two new songs released. Yep. So we have um, the very first song was Music is Worth Living For. Then there was Ever Again. And then he leaked two more songs. Where did he leak them at? He leaked these ones through Facebook Messenger. Oh, okay. Uh, I Don't Know Anything and The Devil's On Your Side. Mm-hmm. So let's just get it out there. I did not listen to these and you did. Yeah. Explain. Your, right? Yeah. Explain why uh, you wouldn't want to listen to these. Right. Cause I listened to the first two, but not these two. And I think probably everyone is probably most people that knows about them would be wanting to listen to them. So actually you, uh, you tell me, let's just get into how you like the songs first. I want to, I'm cause I'm genuinely curious and then I'll kind of tell you some of my reasoning and logic I don't know if I should do that, and I'll tell you why. I think that <laughs> I think I think like you know when people talk about spoilers for movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, something like "Oh, uh, Luke dies at the end." That would be an awful spoiler to get for right. seeing. You know, it's like oh, I'd wanted to be surprised, and so those are obvious spoilers. But I think some of the 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 things that people don't think of as spoilers as much are things that I really think I don't want to hear is like the rating of the movie. Cause whether mm. it's good or bad before, like when I hear that before going in, that really conditions me into whether I think I'm going to like it or not, especially uh, depending on who says it's good or bad. Like if someone I like, you know, a certain person's like, Oh man, that latest Jumanji movie, it's really good. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, I know it coming from you. I know right. what that means. Um, <laughs> right and so i don't know I'm, I'm, i guess i will if you really want okay. me to I will no no really that's cool to. i uh i think the spoiler for me is not i totally see what you're i say what you're saying with like you know it sets the expectations of good or bad and so then you go into it with that expectation yeah i think more of what i'm avoiding is the um the literal like the sound the actual consumption of the songs and so uh i don't know how much you could say um, you mean the consumption is in like the quality of the sound, just the actual song, just hearing the song, like you telling me expectations, not going to spoil it necessarily. Oh, but, uh, well, let's just get into, okay. So here's my logic. <clears throat> um, I get what came out, loved it. There were some circumstances that led to me not ha- hearing any of the th- singles that led up to the 2003 album the wolf and uh i just 
I didn't hear any, cause usually, you know, when you're building up to an album, you l- release a single before the release date of the album, maybe yeah. a, a second single, you know, maybe a music video, which is, which was the case with the wolf, but I didn't hear any of those things. So my friend, Eli sent me a CD of the wolf. Uh, he bought it for me and sent it. And I went out to my truck. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. It's nighttime. It's like 1030 at night. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about this new album. And I put in the wolf and I listened to it just sitting there in the dark in that truck. I, it's like such a vivid memory for me. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it was a, a mix of emotion. It was like just a whole mix of, of, uh, uh, feelings and ideas, you know, yeah. most, mostly good. I remember thinking, you know, wow, this is different. This is like, uh, what, what's going on, you know? So there was a little bit of a, a little bit of a letdown, but maybe like only 10%. The rest of it was like, you know, I liked it. Um, but, uh, other albums that have come out since then, um, have been, uh, like, okay, so for instance, there was an album called The Mother of Mankind, which was like rare and unreleased tracks, right? Yeah. And I kind of was like drip fed a lot of those songs throughout the years, just like being able to scour them up and find them. And so by the time it came out, there's only like probably four or five songs that I hadn't actually heard. Uh-huh. And it, was, it wasn't as exciting for me. You know, I was like, oh, you know, okay. These are these are cool new songs, but I've already heard like three fourths of the album. Right. Anyway, so <clears throat> I think anyone can can understand where I'm coming from with this. Well, so I, yeah, I I understand that to a degree too because I've had the experience of listening to like the first song of of a new album over and over and over again, and then when I hear the whole album, it's like that's the song that I'm tired of the the fastest. Mm-hmm. And I'm always skipping that one to listen to the other ones because it's like that's the one I've heard so many times. Exactly exactly and so is it is it also just like something about hearing the album from the first like from your perspective there's a definite methodology like methodology or or a reason why song one is what it is and the last song is what it like andrew intentionally put songs in a certain order for them to be consumed in that order yeah, and and just like the there's something special about consuming an album in full. You know, it's like it's like you're you're eating the entire album. It's like going inside your body. You know, uh-huh. um, there's something to be said for that. And I would say you, definitely this day and age, because ever since iTunes has popularized the idea of buying songs individually, and then it's only been um, emphasized with Spotify and playlists. Like, I'm pretty sure most most teenagers nowadays don't listen to song like a full like they listen to playlists, curated right. playlists, rather than just like beginning to end of albums. Like the way that I I was like the whole way I lived was just out from beginning to end of albums. You know, right? Playlists didn't really come along until Napster and LimeWire and we started ripping everything and we're like, oh, cool. And like, you know, your iPod could like do it a little bit and it's just only gotten more and more of the norm. Right, right. Yeah, like it was, uh, everyone had 
you know, that mixtape that they would make, right? Yeah. But the majority of the stuff you'd listen to is like, you know, you pop in the cassette or the CD and listen to the... So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think like uh, an album kind of takes you for a ride. You know, it's like a, it's like a full journey. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, just one or two songs. It's just you don't. You're not getting the full message, I guess. Yeah. Well, so it's funny because you you told me about these two new songs, and I was like, all right, and I listened to them immediately. I didn't even consider um, holding out to listen to them uh, as an entire album. I can appreciate doing that in terms of like maybe appreciating all the songs in their in their appropriate context. And mm. I think I think it it started to make me think about this idea about how to listen to music. Like if mm. you were if you were uh, sitting in your front front yard, and like an alien from outer space got beamed down, <laughs> and he walked up to you, and he looked pretty. He had ears, you know, and so he could listen to music. And mm-hmm. he was like, "I love this thing called music. How do I listen to it? Like, what mm-hmm. what, what advice do you, would you give him? Because it sounds like a very simple." question on the surface of how to listen to music but i mean uh humans have done nothing but create more and more interesting and novel ways to listen to music because if you think about it like a hundred years ago or maybe a little more there was really only one way to listen to music and that was live and the people playing it were people who are like your neighborhood or your your village band (laughs) Right. <laughs> and so you're always yeah. listening to just kind of second rate, about as good as it as good as you can get within your whatever your city is, and you can only hear it live. Or you hear it your dad playing the harmonica on the you know, on the porch, or you know, your uncle's got like a little banjo. And, and so, when you start okay. there, it just goes so many different ways, like all the different ways you could listen to music. So you're talking about the literal like format or like the, the, the speaker setup or uh, what are you getting at here? Like what in our day and age, how would you go about listening to it? So you can listen to music by yourself with like headphones in mm-hmm. uh, very popular thing to do. If you're a, a person who works in an office in a, like a office kind of environment, that's a lot of most people list have headphones in where I work. Is that the same case where you work? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you can listen, you can go to concerts, you can listen to music while driving your car, um, you can just listen to music on the stereo while you're doing your dishes, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, vacuuming. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's like individually, with people, live, privately, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's all different ways, and so it's like, um, you can choose how you want to do it. So yeah, that's something that I I love. Okay, so like um, with Andrew WK's music, there is something really cool about his sound because there's like all kinds of layers. Like I've listened to "I Get Wet" and "The Wolf" and other songs like I don't know how many times, and uh, you can pick apart stuff and it's like uh, it's like reading the Bible. You know, you read it. And then there's like another layer that you didn't understand the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And you've, and then you, you know, five years later you change. So you understand the same thing differently. Right. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, there's these layers and you know, when I listen to it with earbuds in versus like a nice headphone set versus in my car versus on my home stereo system, 
like there's they pull out different these different sounds and uh that's something i I really appreciate about his music and sound is like i can hear on in multiple uh ways and it it sounds awesome and that actually is one of my critiques though because i will say um like with some of the stuff that was released in japan um in asia even i would say his third album close calls with brick walls like no matter what format i'm listening to is format the right word then um whatever setup i'm listening to i get wet and the wolf on it sounds amazing you know, it always sounds good. Yeah. But when I put in those other, some of those other uh, albums or tracks that maybe have like less time that was put into them, it's weird. They like, uh, they drastically change or sound good uh, or decent versus like horrible, uh, depending on what I'm listening to it on. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think that I don't really know much about music production, like, you know, those sound engineers and mastering, but, they just maybe sound like okay, the wolf and I get wet are like, wow, you can tell like some money was dumped into these because they sound good on everything. Yeah. And I don't really know how, how you accomplish that in music production, but, um, you could definitely can tell a difference between some of the quality of, uh, tracks that have been put out, but this new album, the, at least the two tracks that I have heard, they sound great. I mean, for the most part, they sound, yeah, sound good. Yeah, I agree. I would say that um, my my preferred way to listen to music would be um, not with headphones on, and it would be with a nice stereo system. I have this like surround sound uh, TV set up in my basement. That okay. I can play music. Play mu- if I can play music on that really loud, and it has a really big subwoofer. Um, and like, I think that's my preferred way. When I was growing up, my bedroom was in the basement of my, my house and mm-hmm. I had a stereo system, I had a, a um, CD player in my, in my bedroom and mm-hmm. most nights, I don't know how often, mo- all the time, I would listen to music really loud um, by myself with like my lights pretty dim in my bedroom and just like be rocking out and daydreaming and just pretending to be in a band and all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's just like a very, like my my approach is like, I like music that's fun and energetic and makes me excited. And I think it stems from just like those, all that time I spent in, in the basement, just like, um, like jumping around by myself being excited, you know? Those are, those are sacred teenage moments, <laughs> you know? Those are like cement who you are, I feel like. <laughs> yes. You know, those are yeah. uh, so much not be tampered with memories. So much like daydreaming, you know, pretending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just discovering, like, whoa, you know, like that's yeah, just like discovering new music. It's just a, it's just a fun thing. Yeah, I will. See, so in the okay, so you're kind of talking about a scenario that's uh, kind of a um, uh, isolated, not isolated. It's um, it's an interesting way you say it's that kind of because. Personal. It's personal, but it's uh, there's this, a weird thing that happens a lot of times. I catch myself doing it, and that's listening to music while you're doing something else. Yeah. So, you know, while you're vacuuming or while you're uh, you have it on in the background of your house, like when you're um, 
I don't know, you know, doing whatever you do at home, you know, just like washing the dishes or whatever. And then at work, you know, I'm sitting there working and I've got, you know, like a, a playlist going or something and I'm not even paying attention to the music, right. but it's on. And uh, that is not how I'm going to consume this new album, especially, of course, for the first time, you know. Um, I think purposeful listening to music, I get so much more out of it. Like when I'm really trying to hear like, okay, here's the uh, mid range, here's the high range, here's like, a, you know, like, oh, there I can hear the rhythm section, there's the bass and there's like, right. it's like a so much more satisfying you know it's kind of like you put out of it what you put into it and uh, whereas so for example when i'm when i'm driving to work i'll be listening to an album and i'm like really listening to it even though i i'm because i mean in that car i mean i'm not really doing much else besides just focus on the music but at work so I'll, i'll switch over and i'll put that same album on while i'm like shooting off some emails and it's like, uh, it's just white noise. And I'm not, like, the songs in the, the album sound so much more amazing in my car mm-hmm. than when it's just passively going in the background. Yeah, I, you know, and I don't, I, I'm going to make probably some very uninformed and curmudgeon, like, old, dumb comment right now. Uh, okay. And that is just like, I feel like rap music, you know, is like very popular. It's practically, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if pop music, pop music and rap music are almost synonyms. And mm-hmm. especially like a lot of the um, electronic music, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of that stuff people can listen to, to like chill out to, or like when they're working. And um, I don't know, I feel like that's the reason for the rise of that is like it's headphone culture and like doing other stuff while listening to music culture. The other day I went... Uh, I took my, um, I took my son, he's seven to, uh, Elmer's diner, which here in the Northwest is like a Denny's and, uh, we were sitting at the table and the family next to us was like two boys and they both had headphones in with their parents sitting in front of them. Right. Okay. And so say, I mean, I'm being judgy, right. But, uh, I just think like. And then you have you ever seen well, how, kids? how old were they? How old were the kids? So one looked like he was 16 and the other one looked like he was maybe 14. Okay. 13, 12. And like, have you ever seen kids who are like walking home from school, like a couple of friends and they're like talking to each other and they have headphones in or like they have one uh, headphone in and the other one out and they're like, they're like with their friends, but with their headphones in at the same time, like walking down the street. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I mean, I've seen that in college. Yeah. I just like, again, this is me being like the old grandpa who's looking back at kids and saying, you're doing it wrong. Um, and who knows, but I just feel like that kind of life of always having headphones in, like, I think the kind of music that's more conducive to constant headphone consumption is the like rap and electronic and very repetitive kind of stuff like rock music or punk music, or I don't know, like stuff that has that has a lot more range or moves around or is really fast or is really harsh. Like, I don't know if it's really as conducive to that kind of, I don't know, that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Cause I mean, life is, uh, you're walking down the sidewalk. Life is pretty, uh, 
you know, the tempo is uh, not rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, like and like I so I I've been really listening to um, this band, the Bronx. Have you ever heard of the Bronx? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of like a thrash punk metalish kind of band, uh, and like that music is like harsh, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like the lead singer is almost screaming most of the time, but it's not mm-hmm. quite so heavy. But at the same time, it's like you can't really listen to that. And at the same time, be like chatting to someone, like <laughs> you know, like, hey, uh, do you want to go uh, go check out this latest movie? Like, I don't know. It's like I just don't feel like all these kids are the you know how popular music is. I just don't see it being as good. Of, it's like that music you have to listen to live, and you have to listen to like loudly and like driving or or, or you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, I I mean I see what you're saying. Um... There's a rebuttal to that, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And I would say, you know, again, I don't think there's any wrong way to listen to music. Everyone's going to listen. You you do you, right, Richard? Yeah, yeah. You do you. <laughs> but uh, I think that if there is a wrong way, it would be listening to something with the with an ear to figure out why it's bad. Hmm. like to listen to something with the preconceived thought of like, Hmm, I'm going to figure out why this music is bad. And, and then I'll be able to tell people while they're, why they're wrong. That's why I'm listening to this. That's a wrong, that's the wrong way to listen to music. Oh yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. There's, you know, the question of like, you know, what genres of music you don't like. And I don't know. I think I find a lot of people that I come across that they point out country music, um, and or they'll like be really adamant about country or they'll be really adamant about rap or um, EDM or, or something. Right. And it's like, you know what? I think every single genre of music that I've ever listened to, I've been able to pull out like the even if it's just like one genre has only like one or two songs that I can really enjoy. I've been able to pull out, I think, songs out of every genre and enjoy it. And it's like, yeah, I like, I can't, I can no longer say I don't like country or I don't like rap or I don't like right. um, this genre because I really like those songs. Absolutely. I think I think Andrew W.K. would agree when he says that music is worth living for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that music is. You know, going back though to the wrong way of of listening to music, I think the other wrong way though is um, maybe it's not the wrong way, but I do find that like even with Andrew WK's music, like when I'm doing something else and not listening to specifically the music, and I do that too much, and then I go back and try to listen to the album, and I'm burnt out on it because my subconscious had been like consuming this sound and music. Mm. I feel like that's not. Maybe it's not the wrong way, but it's not the greatest way because uh, I don't want to be burned out on it. You know, I want right. to just like uh, find all the richness that there is in the music. Yeah, and, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point. I don't really consider that that much, right? Because like when I'm, I'm just kind of bored at work or I'm just got like trivial stuff to do. So I'm just like you, I'm putting on music, putting on the headphones. I'm not really being very uh, careful with what I listen to and with, with the forethought of, Am I going to want to listen to this purposefully later? Because if I do, I might be burning myself out on it by listening to it 
in an atmosphere that's not really conducive to where and how the music should be listened. Exactly. And especially, yeah, exactly. And especially like with, with uh, earbuds, you know, again, you like your um, home stereo setup. I like the same. I've actually switched over to like, um, I don't know if it's, uh, I got a really nice um, headset, like over the ear headset recently. Yeah. And I've been using that a lot. And I really like that. So if I'm going to consume something that I really want, like purposefully, I'm going to be using the, the, those headsets or uh, my nice home stereo. I'm not going to be listening to it on earbuds while I'm, you know, doing something else. Right. But of course, I mean, of course, you know, at work, I'm going to put in headphones and put on Enya or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enya is a good go-to. <laughs> Monday morning, kind of tired. Who could say when the winds blow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Stuff like that. Okay, so on that, uh, you know, that idea of of being a person who listens to music with the sole intent of figuring out what's wrong with it, so that you can feel superior to people who listen to that music. Uh-huh. I feel like one of the great things about Andrew WK is that he is kind of this. Uh, as I've heard, I've heard this saying about other things: an antidote, an antidote to cynicism. And what I mean by that is that, like, um, when you listen to Andrew W.K., you can either, it's like you either join the party or you're left to be kind of like the, the cynic, the, the person who's just like, oh, I'm, I'm smarter than the people who like this. That's why I don't like it. Because you have, if you were as smart as me, you wouldn't like this because I understand things at a higher level and I understand why you think you like this. But the reasons you like this are for uh, dumb reasons. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but like, um, there's something about uh, being able to break down cynicism and, and and break down this kind of shell and let everyone just be like relax and smile and just like get goofy because people don't get goofy. But Andrew WK lets you get goofy, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, like, have you ever heard the idea of um, you need to suspend your disbelief? Yeah. Like when it comes to movies? Mm -hmm. So as you get older, we all get more jaded and cynical. Ideally, we can limit that as much as possible. And the amount that we can suspend our disbelief gets much worse. So, like, mm-hmm. the more movies you watch, like, every time I watch another comic book movie, I'm just like, it's that much harder for me to really like it. <laughs> I feel like this thing of, like, it's like, geez, they're just doing this again with right. the origin story, and it's, like, not magical. It's, you know, but, like, you know, if you put that in front of my seven-year-old, he's, like, blown away. Yeah, yeah. And he can instantly believe it, and he's into it, and he doesn't see any of the, the things that I'm seeing because like he 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 can suspend his belief so far, whereas mine is so short. But Andrew WK is like this. It's kind of like a therapy to remind myself, hey, just like things. You don't need to be a cynic. You don't need to be jaded. You don't need to be always pessimistic about everything. You can like like things uh, without being dumb for liking them. You can just be. It's cool to like things. Yeah. Yes. I've thought about this in um, 
not exactly this context, but in other contexts, and it, but it definitely applies to what you're what you're speaking to. So like, it's like a maybe figurative, maybe even literal feeling. Like when I'm being um, critical, because I feel like in, this world is a uh, a world where n- virtually nothing is perfect, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, perfect is a is a interesting perfection is an interesting concept, and almost nothing in this world falls into that. And so, by its very nature, there are we can look at the imperfections of everything. And the the thing that's weird about that is, um, although things may be true, like those imperfections are true, when I put my head in that mind sp- like headspace. It's like this fog is in me. Like it's like an emotion. It's like a, I feel like clouded, right? It's like this. Uh, so, for example, with people, mm-hmm. I've never met a perfect person in this life, and uh, you know, I could critique anybody. But it's like when I'm when I'm in that headspace and I'm being um, maybe cynical. Cr- Cynical is probably the better word for this. When I'm being cynical about um, a person or yeah, a movie or art or anything, it's uh, it's just ah, I just don't feel good. However, on the flip side, I do believe in having like critical thoughts about things too, like mm-hmm. uh, digging into why things work the way they do and um, you know how things could be better. I I haven't really flesh this whole idea out in my mind but all i know is that sometimes when i'm being overly cynical about something i just don't feel good and uh <laughs> yeah i and i like i i want to feel good so i try to stop myself from doing that <laughs> it's like yes oh my gosh it's like an easy it's like it's like if you could boil down every self-help book there's like so many it's like do you want to be happy then choose to be happy. <laughs> That's like what every self-help book says, but they take 300 pages to do it. You know, it's just right. like, you have to, you have to choose. You, you can either choose to, to be sad, choose to let things bother you, choose to be annoyed or, or choose to like things and be nice and choose to be happy. <laughs> there you go. You could, yeah, you could sell that. Put a self publish on Amazon. <laughs> just write that over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. See, you gotta you gotta draw that out though across twenty chapters, so people feel like they're getting something. Right. Whew. It's true though. You know, I think there's a lot of, and I think like, uh, I think Andy WK of of the different things that he does. One of the things he does well is that he reminds us that it's okay to just like let down our guard and stop being critical and just enjoy ourselves. And it's this, and and to let go of the cynicism and just be like, oh yeah, it's funner if I just enjoy and have fun. Right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, I was talking to someone about this the other day, but, um, he has that track title called totally, I'm totally stupid or totally stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're all totally stupid, you know? (laughs) I love that. Yeah, totally. It's like, I'm okay with being stupid. Yeah. And uh, let's just get comfortable. Let's just uh, let's just all level the playing field. No one's no one's super smart. No one's super dumb. We're just we're just all dumb. Yeah, we're all totally stupid. <laughs> That's funny. 
but yes, I love that concept that you brought up um, of being cynical. Is there a difference between being cynical and crit- critical? Is that or is that the same same word? Ah, oh, I think they're pretty similar. Um, cynical is a little bit more on if I if I if like on a more bad. Being cynical is bad. Being critical, you can be um, critical without being so negative. Right. Right. Okay. I'm I'm a critical so, person. Um, I like I like analyzing and deciding and figuring out what's the best and what's the worst, and then trying to like make choices to do the best things and be critical because it's like I got one life and I got 24 hours in a day, and you know I'm not gonna just like let anything come along take my attention away. I'm gonna be very critical of that time because it's mine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Uh, and language is a weird thing. Like, I think analytical is uh, more the w- word I'm using when I think of being uh, critical thought into something. And uh, but instead we use critical, you know, like you know, got to be critical thought and blah blah blah. Right. But yeah, it's more like this analytical concept of like dissecting things and figuring out all the cogs to make them work. And um, anyway, so you you talked about the. Uh, suspending disbelief so what you're saying is when if let's say you were 15 or 16 watching these comic book movies Mm -hmm. there's something about when you get older that uh you become more that way just by its nature just by the nature of getting older right right like i I just can't suspend my disbelief as much as i could yeah i would uh unfortunately i would say the same in my experience I got uh, that movie pass, you know, mm-hmm. and so I've been watching all the movies. Right. And, and um, I don't know if it's, I feel, I don't know if it's because I'm, uh, I'm getting more cynical as I get older and, or like, um, or maybe, maybe you've seen too much. Maybe it's maybe the movie pass that's like, yeah, it's the movie pass that's making it feel so inexpensive and so throwaway. Kind of like how a, like I, I kind of blame Spotify a little bit to my lack of of sticking with songs and bands as long as much as I used to, because I could mm-hmm. just go on to the next thing. It's like there's so much I just I keep going and going without really spending very much time with with bands or with albums. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if like the movie pass is doing the same thing with movies, where I'm just I don't know because I I've seen all these movies. Some of them are like like I saw The Shape of Water, which oh, is like yeah. really okay. critically acclaimed. I saw The Post. Meryl Streep okay. and Tom Hanks, and I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm. I need to figure out a way to to find my childlike sense of wonder again. Well, I mean, when you're, yeah, I mean, there's, it's kind of like there's no going back, though, in a way, because you know, imagine the very first time you rode a roller coaster, um, versus you know the thirtieth time when you're 15 years later. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just not going to be as thrilling, almost no matter what you do. <laughs> which is like really sad to say yeah i mean and that's the thing right though is like is there a way to fight back that idea because that sounds like you're right like the more you do anything the less interesting it gets but i think there should be and you know because our, our lives are lived inside our heads like there's really like there's our, we all have just perceptions of reality um, none of us really have a full understanding or grasp on actual reality and so the stimulus that exists in the world, once it gets into your brain, 
then you're choosing how to observe it and critique it and what to think of it and whether it's good or whether it's bad. And I think that there's a way to calm all that down or to sidestep it or to, um, I don't know, to be able I to think- look at something like you're looking at it for the first time again. Because uh, everything else, the memories aren't real and thoughts and labels, all these things aren't really real. They're things that we've constructed in our brains that we apply to things subconsciously. And if we were able to like, overlook that stuff or get past it i think you could probably like look at a rock and be like oh my gosh look at that rock (laughs) so i think what you're describing is drugs (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i think you're right (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to like uh look at it in a new way yeah or or you uh you don't listen to the two latest Andrew WK songs in favor yeah. of just like listening to the whole thing at once with the perfect headphones on in your perfect chair or standing up or however, and you just like absorb it. So I, I know how I'm going to do it. March 2nd, right. Is, uh, when the album comes out, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to grab my uh, headset and I'm going to drive out to a dark field, just like 2003 in the middle of Nebraska. Yes. Except I'm going to be in the middle of the desert in Arizona, and uh, and completely in the dark, so like I, my senses are deprived of of any sight, kind of thing. Uh huh. And um, I can focus just on the sound, and I'm going to listen to it that way, the full album, just sitting there in the dark in my car. I love it. That's very so. that's very romantic. <laughs> it's like this, like going back, reliving this, like this this moment and this feel like like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a um uh cell like uh what's the word i'm thinking of like where you recreate a ceremony or something yeah yeah like yeah you're making sacred this thing yeah absolutely so just don't let me down andrew andrew wk (laughs) because the pressure's uh pressure's on yeah well, I think don't, I. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, don't ruin that sacred moment for me. That's right. Yeah, I hope to have. Um, despite having listened to four songs now off the new album, I need to. I need to think that too. I think I need to figure out how am I going to listen to it all the way through for the first time and try and make it cool. Try and make it well, good. You you told me that you listened to the. Um, the preview tracks like one time, maybe two times through. Uh-huh. Is that right? See, I kind of made the mistake. So I'm not going into this completely like virgin experience. It's I've listened to two tracks and I've listened to 30 seconds of all the other tracks. Oh yeah, that's true. And so I, I feel like I've, uh, I've already screwed the pooch in a way. Um, but I have, I have, I uh, made the conscientious decision. I was like, I'm not going to listen to any more of the preview tracks. I'm going to allow myself to keep listening to the two tracks that have been released. But other than that, I'm not listening to anything else that he leaks. I'm not listening to the preview tracks until um, it comes out. That's good. You know, do you remember um, when we were growing up, our friend Kelby? Yeah. So Kelby's parents would get all decked out for Halloween. Like wear full costumes, masks, like really elaborate. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that. 
And I remember going over to his house to like trick or treat and seeing his dad and his mom like all dressed up and thinking, wow, that's cool. And it's kind of like, and like, because my parents weren't, I don't know if I've ever seen my parents wear Halloween costumes. Okay. <laughs> and so, and I'm just thinking like, you know, when you're an adult, you've done Halloween lots of times. Mm. You're not, you're not going trick or treating yet. They decided to make it special. Like life is what you make it, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? Like Valentine's Day. We just had Valentine's Day. You can either think cynically, oh, it's a postcard, postcards or greeting cards invented this holiday so they can sell flowers. But it's like, you know what? If you just like, hey, let me take this opportunity to do something romantic. You know, like yeah. embrace the things as they come along and just make things special. And that's what you're doing with when, when you're going to go listen to that. You're going to make it special. I think it a lot of it just has to do with like love, you know, like you either you either love something or you're indifferent about it or you dislike it. Like uh, I think indifference is really um, some there's something to that. Whereas if it's easy, almost like uh, maybe they really loved Halloween and getting dressed up. It was it wasn't hard for them. They didn't think of it as a chore. It was it was with the love was came with fun, you know. Well, I, maybe I, yeah, not every I, single year. They maybe it did get a little bit tedious, you know. Initially, you know, the first four years did they did that. Um, they're like, yeah, this is great, but then they did it out of obligation. Who knows? I mean, it can get hard, right? But that's that's life. You gotta like, it's like, you know what? It's coming up on Halloween again, and gosh darn it, I feel like being lazy, but I'm not gonna be fun lazy. I'm gonna get out there and have fun. I'm going to make yeah. it special. And like you said, indifference, that word just like sparks this like feeling of indignation in me. Like I hate indifference. Mm. Indifference is a disease, you know, like you should love something or just don't give a crap about it. Just move mm-hmm. on. But like mm-hmm. make sure the things you love, like point it out and make it something important, like make it worthwhile and do it right. Yeah. Yeah, and that, unfortunately, well, at least my nature is uh, I gravitate towards indifference. I'm just like, I don't oh, want to feel pain. I don't want to, um, I'm like avoiding pain, you know, or avoiding uh, something. And it just falls into in this category of indifference, yeah. which is, yeah, you, uh, it's tricky though. You got to just like, you got to, you got to uh, rise above it. You got to will yourself to care. And to be like, gosh darn it, I'm not just going to be indifferent about everything in my life. I'm going to be deliberate and make choices and love the choices I make and be glad I made them. You got to like raise one arm to the sky and call down the gods like a lightning rod, you know, uh-huh. and ha- and have it uh, strike you. And it's just like psh, laser bolts shooting out of you. That's what that's what you have to do. That's right. <sighs> cool zach it's been great talking to you likewise richard thanks for uh thanks for talking and thanks to you at home listening i hope you enjoyed it you know i just thought of this as we're ending we have a party pledge allegiance that we play at the beginning of every podcast maybe we should we should come up with a party prayer to end the podcast (laughs) like to end uh with the uh what's the like um Thank you, party gods. We'll we'll come up with it for the next time. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like so, kind of like um, making peace with the party gods, like uh, <laughs> to not to not upset them, to make sure right. that 
we're on good terms still. Until next time. Yeah, and, and you know, we hope our, our words don't fall on the deaf ears of the party gods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we don't want to, yeah, get any kind of um, bad uh, <laughs> yeah, curses and stuff. Yeah, so we'll have that ready for next time. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, well, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. See ya. Yeah.